Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I am your host, John Pachuto, and I'm very excited to have my dear, dear friend, the one and only Brooke Haraldson on with us today. Brooke, how you doing, dude? <laughs> air horn, air horn, air horn. I'm so good. The sun is finally shining in Idaho, and I'm so excited to be out of Joseph weather. So I'm good today. Yay. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners? <clears throat> of course. Um... My name is Brooke Harrelson. I am originally from the lovely Fresno, California, um, but I'm going to school to get my art degree, uh, in my bachelor's in Idaho right now, um, and I graduate in December, so that's very exciting, and oh, and my emphasis is in photography, so that's my my area that I'll be exploring. Um, I'm a cat mom, <laughs> 21 years old. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's... And also an NFT collector because you are one of my collectors. Oh, true, true. I have a very small collection, very small, only like four, four to five pieces, something like that. Wow, makes um, me feel even more special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on the short list. <laughs> um, so I, your introduction poses a, a bunch of questions for me because a lot of uh, the fact that you and I sort of do the same thing, we're in dramatically different places in our lives, just like inherently makes me inquisitive about like the who, what, when, where, why, and how. So I'm super curious, number one, when you decided to go to college, what made you make a decision to, you know, major in, in an art field? Because like, to me, I've always sort of felt like this is something that you could do outside of paying exorbitant amounts of money <laughs> to, uh, to school. So I'm sort of curious what made you kind of decide on this route for, for your career? Yeah. So actually I wasn't going to go to college at all. I wanted to go to beauty school to do hair um beauty school dropout yeah so i was about to sign on the dotted line and my father was all for it and then at the last second he said just kidding real college or get out of my house so it was kind of like a i was sort of forced into a thing um so i started at my community college and eventually transferred up here to idaho and i originally started as a psychology major. Interesting. Um, yeah. And I took the first psych class my first semester and immediately knew that that was not me. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I kind of scrambled to figure out what I was going to do if it wasn't going to be psychology. <clears throat> and I guess I landed on art uh, with my emphasis being photography because I got my first camera when I was like 14 or 15 somewhere around there and I always had a lot of fun with it um I I never did anything super serious but I had enough fun with it to where I thought that it would you know make me happy in the long run and I just really didn't want to be one of those people that spent four years doing a business degree or some shit and then just realized that I would be miserable for the next 40 plus years. Um, what is your like post-grad plan? You know, you get a degree and I'm, I'm, is it like an art degree with an emphasis on photography? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always get asked the question of 
what can you do with your degree? And honest to God, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I graduate in six months and I still don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's good. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm really hoping to get some type of job surrounded photo- surrounded by photography, whether it's like an editing job or if I could work under a photographer or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am very passionate about not working at Walmart. That is my number one goal as of right now. I think that's so. a good goal to have. Yeah. yeah. What, what was it about, I guess, arts in general, because I, I have seen other medium work of yours outside of just photography, but like, what was it about photography and art that sort of draw you to it? Um, you know, like to me, I think I spent a lot of my life like pushing away from arts, right? And then like something magical happened a couple of years ago where it became my life. So like you've made the choice at a very young age to jump full steam into it. So what was that? So I guess it was mostly like I was fascinated by <clears throat> photography specifically because I could capture a memory and like freeze it in time and it would just forever be that moment in a photograph and I always was kind of in love with that idea um and I'm not a super artistic person I guess like in terms of art in general like I'm not great at painting or drawing or literally anything else but give yourself some credit (laughs) well uh I guess I I just don't enjoy the other mediums as much as photography. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, you know, the, one of the reoccurring themes on my podcast is you'll be able to admit because you've listened to every episode is that I often say, you know, I wonder if 25 year old John could have learned what 35 year old John has like implemented into his life. And I often find that the answer is no, like, right. I think life experience and as you grow and change and have ups and downs in your life, ultimately you end up sort of settling into who and what you are right so for me it's like i'm i'm for sure extremely jealous of people who from the get-go can identify the thing that they want to spend with their life um and that, that, i think that's cool that does make me jealous for sure well i i guess i could almost say the same thing i've met so many people like on twitter for example that you know, didn't figure out that they love photography until they were in their 40s or 50s or whatever, until they were much older. And sorry, that's not much older, just older than me. Um, (laughs) It is much older. Yes, that's fine. (laughs) uh, But uh, in a way, I'm almost envious of them because like they already like have all this life experience to kind of help guide them in their like artistic yeah 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 so so for me like i i guess you could say like yeah i'm i'm starting when i'm young and that's cool but at the same time like i don't have 30 years on my back to be like oh i i i went through this or that and so it's helping to guide my artistic career yeah that makes sense no for (laughs) sure i think that makes a lot of sense um it's also like a you know it's a bit of a, a cop out but it is hard to be young right now i feel like 
just being a young person, like two years of COVID and college and like all that shit that you've probably had to deal with over the last couple of years just makes it like a nightmare just to be young, right? You're coming into like the work world when we're going to be in a massive recession and like, it's tough. I mean, I graduated college and into a very big depression in 2008. So I'm like super familiar with what that's like, but to a, to a, to a pretty high degree, you know, it's, it's hard to be young, right? It's like easily distracted and also just like normalcy hasn't existed for anyone for the better part of the last two years. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I still remember the exact day that they sent out the email saying, campus is shutting down and COVID is taking over and it was like all hell broke loose. Uh, and so, yeah, it's definitely been very interesting the past few years that I've been in school to see kind of how much things have changed, I guess. Um, and I also think I'm just more aware of it now because I am getting older and, you know, when you're in like middle school, high school, you just don't, really give a shit about anything and then as you get older you're like oh I kind of care about stuff now and I kind of care the fact that you know the world is being destroyed and <laughs> everything's being set on fire so yeah well it's not so, gonna get any better so you better just like yeah. get used to it <laughs> yeah. I often find it's a lot easier to stop caring less as you get older because it's just gonna keep you up at night <laughs> yeah for sure um, so like when you graduate in six months, your goal ultimately to be not working at Walmart, do you have sort of like a, a dream scenario for yourself? Like, are you manifesting anything for yourself come January 1st, et cetera? Um, kinda. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, well, I guess that's kind of a tough question. Uh, just because I, have been racking my brain for like at least the past year trying to figure out like what the next step is. And now that it's getting so much closer, I'm like, okay, now I actually kind of have to start figuring it out. (laughs) Um, But I guess something that I'm kind of manifesting for myself would be to be able to do freelance work. Uh, I am just super passionate about not doing like, weddings and engagements and senior photos and like i not a bad place to start at 22 (laughs) if i'm being honest yeah so uh i guess really i i i want to be able to create what i want because for the past three years i've been told by professors like nope you can't do this you can't do that conservative colleges in a particular sect of religion will have that effect on a person i would imagine yeah definitely um oh yeah i guess i didn't say that i go to byu idaho uh it is an lds college so latter-day saints yeah hi my name is john (laughs) i saw book of mormon on broadway i thoroughly enjoyed it oh i didn't actually because the church was very against that play. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, it was a quite enjoyable show. I'm not a huge Broadway show fan. I'm six one, two hundred thirty pounds, so just getting comfortable in seats that were designed a hundred years ago <laughs> is incredibly difficult to me. Um, but yeah, it was a quite an enjoyable experience. Uh, I think it does lend itself to my next question, which is: you go to an incredibly conservative university, and you're attempting to create art. I would imagine that inherently provides you with some limitations on what you're able to create oh definitely the uh 
the art department here <laughs> is uh yeah very conservative um for example the like drawing and sculpture students they are not allowed to have uh nude models they have to wear swimsuits um which in my opinion free is the nipple free yeah. the nipple <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous how are you supposed yeah. to be an artist and you can't fucking sculpt or paint or photograph a, a nude body Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's not allowed on campus. Uh, and also, you're not allowed to do any type of modeling situations outside of campus because they say that we don't have like the time and resources to be able to pay the models, which doesn't make sense because the models don't get paid anyway. They so get, like, statement credits <laughs> on, on their student loans. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I don't know how it works, but uh, actually a girl in my photography class were, uh, were, uh, about to start doing our finals and she gave her proposal for her final series. And, um, it was for the most part shot down. She wanted to photograph, uh, people that have had mastectomies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh yeah, I did mention this to you the other day. I forgot. Um, but so she wanted to photograph people that had mastectomies and the teacher was like, well, are they just going to be topless? And she's like, well, I mean, kind of, or I could do like a tank top type of thing. And I'm like, that just completely takes away yeah, from that's an, that's an unfortunate byproduct of the university because I think there is a absolutely beautiful quality about what she wanted to create. And yeah. it must suck to be someone on the verge of graduating college wanting the opportunity to create something unique to themselves and then the university just being like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our professor, he did say that he semi tried to fight for it a few years ago, but it just didn't really pan out. So, yeah, it's really unfortunate, though, because I feel like it takes away a big aspect of um, creating. creating. Yeah. You yeah. are very, very, very early on in your journey as an artist. Um, what inspires you? Um, to be honest, just the people around me and experiences that I've already had. Um, I'm about to do my final series for this photography class on my health conditions. Uh, so I'm excited to do that. And it actually feels like something important. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I would say for the most part, it's just kind of the the other artists uh, that I'm surrounded by and, and getting to see them create on a daily basis on campus is really cool. Can we get into that a little bit? I'd love to hear a yeah. little bit more about it. Um, which part? <laughs> all, I mean, all of it. Uh, like, you know, what, uh, what are your health issues and like, how do you plan on sort of creating a series around it? Yeah. So, so I have endometriosis, uh, which if you don't know, look it up. It's, kind of complicated to explain but um so endometriosis has you know kind of i'd like to say it's given me an opportunity (laughs) um just because i am often negative about it and i try really hard not to have that perspective but uh so uh yeah it it A lot of painkillers, lots of pills, um, lots of doctors and and surgery and and whatnot. So, um, but it's kind of given me this 
that's why I say an opportunity because it's giving me this perspective of like, uh, I can't depend on an hour from now or tomorrow, like how I'm going to feel. And so it kind of helps me to like live in the moment and want to, uh, like create more. I don't exactly know how to put that into good words, but, um, it, it just kind of helps me to, I mean, that's kind sure, of that's cool because, I mean, it's not, don't get me wrong, having endometriosis is not cool. The What's cool about <laughs> it is that, you know, listen, not many 21-year-olds would have the wherewithal or the capacity mentally to look at something that impacts their day-to-day life um, and provide them an incentive to be more forward-thinking and more mindful of their time use, right? So if you're having a good day, you want to get in as much possible work and creativity as you can because, like you said, you can't plan what that will look like in a day or a week from now. And I think that plenty of people can, like, go about, you know, go about their life in, in, in a sorrowful way when you're dealing with something like that on a, on a daily basis. And uh, mm-hmm. not many people, I think, at your age would be able to have that sort of mindset. So I give you a lot of credit for that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, you just worded that way better than I ever would have. So, yeah, <laughs> It's almost exactly like I, I do this a little <laughs> bit, like, you know, once or twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's given me a cool opportunity and uh, I'm excited to kind of explore my health in an artistic sense. So as far as the series goes, um, I have an incredible amount of disgusting looking burn marks on my stomach from my heating pad. Mm-hmm. Like I have like second degree burns and like blisters Jesus, and shit. Jesus, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Hot Girl Summer is canceled and we're going into lukewarm summer. Uh, okay, with one pieces, so, that's fine. We could do, you could, yeah. it. you do go to Mormon college, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh so that's something that i kind of want to document is my burns and like scars from surgeries um and i've also kind of been thinking about uh like some self-portraits of kind of it probably sounds boring but like i guess what i do in order to get myself back to semi-healthy so whether that's like taking a bath or which unfortunately I can't do any nudity, which I'll figure that part out, but do it for yourself. And then, you know, some, yeah. keep it for yourself, right? Like put it, make it part of a, sorry to interrupt you, make a part of your collection. Obviously don't submit it cause you're going to get like a, arrested or something. <laughs> and then like, yeah. you know, later on when you're like this big time artist, you can like revisit that collection and put it out as in its entirety. So don't, you know, don't sort of squash your creativity when it comes to something like that, because I think it could be great. Not right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm also doing uh, an independent study next semester being my last semester. And that's my main focus is, is uh, my health issues. So that's cool. So this this is just kind of like the tip of the iceberg, kind of trying to figure it out. But yeah, I'm excited to dive into it and see what I come up with. Talk to me about the process. Will you be shooting it on film, digital? What's like sort of your idea? So for this series, I'm going to be doing digital um, just because the class that I'm in is a photographic, uh, historic photographic processes class. So we're not printing digitally or anything. We're creating digital negatives and then um putting that negative onto a certain type of paper with 
chemicals that are coated on top of it. And then you expose that paper with the negative laying on top. And then you go and develop it in other certain chemicals. And so for the series, I'm going to be doing a Van Dyke Brown process. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone knows what that even is. And then for my independent study next semester, I kind of want to shoot it on film. Um but we'll see what the financials are looking like for me to be able to buy all those chemicals to <laughs> develop my film. Oh, you have to develop, you don't have like an in-house lab you can use? Well, we do, but since I won't be in a film class, they would make me pay for it. Oh. So, yeah, because when you take a film class, you pay a fee, a lab fee at the beginning of the semester, so it just pays for the whole thing. Lab fee on top of, uh, what's that fee? Oh, right, tuition. Okay, cool. Tuition. Yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> Fucking what a scam. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, this entire uh, campus is a scam. Yeah, dude. Don't, don't get me started on college. Um, yeah. So I have a, a very difficult love-hate relationship when it comes to social media on one hand it's led me to meet some amazing friends like yourself and other people that we've been able to sort of uh meet in the space um and on the other hand it's like it it does provide sort of a imposter syndrome driven commodity it is at times reeks with my cat my confidence sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't honestly it just really depends on the day um Mm -hmm. Talk to me about your own personal relationship with social media and sort of how it may aid or detract from your mental health. So I guess that's what's interesting is because a lot of the people that I'm meeting on Twitter, such as yourself, like I started having social media in my life in like middle school. Yeah. And so it was it was a lot of a lot of like FOMO and and just, oh, my gosh, just kind of destroyed my mental health. Um and so, but as I've gotten older, um, it, it like Instagram, I don't even get on Instagram anymore. I literally hop on it every once in a while to give my relatives an update. That's about it. Same. Um, and then like with Twitter, it's, it's interesting because Twitter is the only social media app that I really use for art. Like I went from following all these people from high school that I don't even talk to anymore to all of a sudden it was just boom, all NFTs, all crypto, all photography. Um, and it happened really fast too. And so, so it's been interesting, I guess, just to see how my perspective of social media has kind of changed because it went from like, just kind of stalking everyone from high school and seeing what they're up to, to now like, stalking all these super cool artists that mm-hmm. like uh, uh that um you know have a, a name for themselves and so um i i would definitely say though that depending on the day sometimes i do hop on twitter and i'm like that's a really cool picture wish i would have thought of that you know <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so i don't i don't think of that context my thing is like i like it's definitely a source of inspiration for me like when i see people's work right i don't the only fomo i get is like when i'm not making sales or like not getting opportunities and stuff and I, like i see other people doing things that i want to do like oh xyz mm-hmm. shot this like artist and oh man i fucking went for that job like i didn't get picked for that like that kind of stuff um at the end of the day like i, I find twitter 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 to be a net positive location for me like i think i've been able to build community and like just really create a really cool group of people 
and and that social media has been really fun for me as of late. Instagram mm-hmm. has just sort of become like my portfolio. I just like spend zero time or any effort or energy on it anymore because I just it's an exhaustive place to be. Um, but it, I do, yeah. I do like it in that it can provide inspiration. Um, and sometimes that, you know, sort of dopamine of getting likes on stuff can put you in a better mood, which is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I, I agree. I feel like, uh, sometimes I'll tweet something or whatever and it doesn't get the engagement that I wanted it to. And I just kind of like ruins my, my mood for the day. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is like why it's it is i I look at it as like it's just a a funny thing and it's stupid how much time i waste on it when i could be doing so much other stuff but at the end of the day like i've made i've i've sold work online because of of social media i've gotten jobs online you know in real life because of social media so it is ultimately a net positive but i think what people need to really be mindful of is like how much effort and energy they put into it because it can be a complete time suck. Yeah, definitely. And and that's where I feel lucky in like I'm still kind of starting out and I'm still very young in all of it. And so I haven't totally gotten to that stage where everyone's talking about like burnout and like, oh, I'm just too depressed to get on Twitter for a couple of days. And well, you're like, super young. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so when I was your age, uh, I felt very strongly that like the entirety of my life had been pre-planned for me, right? So, you know, in high school, I had to get decent grades so I could go to college, so I could do decently well, so I can get the first job and then the second job. And then it's always like, where would I be five years from now? So like 18 to 25 and then like 25 to 30, like it was always, everything was like pushing out five years. Where am I going to be? What, what, what would my status be? All that shit that doesn't matter. Um, so you're somewhere that I was 10 years ago and I'm super curious what your forward thinking, uh, is look like when you like are starting to map out what will be the rest of your twenties. So I would really love to not live with my parents because that's where I'm going when I graduate. And that is like number one priority (laughs) is getting out of my parents' house as soon as possible. Fair. Um, but as far as kind of like, Man, like a like a general five year plan or something. I'm just wondering if you have that. If you look forward like that, do you are you in a moment thinker? Like, how's that? Yeah, I'm kind of more in the moment, I guess. And I this is super super morbid, but I've always been the type of person to be like, I cannot imagine myself being 40 years old with a possible husband and possible kids. Like, I just can't picture it for myself. Like, I don't see it at all. And so, yeah, I, I guess you could say that I'm kind of like like an in-the-moment thinker. Like, I, I really don't look ahead very far, I guess. Well, you're young. I don't, you know, I think my thing was more centered around I had a, I don't know if it was infatuation is the right word, but like an obsession with status and money, right? And like what that money meant for my status. And I spent the entirety of my 20s chasing dollars like that's literally all I did is like I tried to get each new job to pay me more money so I would inevitably end up being rich and I got there I was doing really well and I was just miserable right I was just buying a whole bunch of shit I was like going to clubs and doing bottle service like I just like was I I didn't recognize in the moment that it wasn't things that appealed to me or spoke to me because it just felt like what everyone else was doing 
But I quick, mm-hmm. quickly realized, you know, when I lost my job in 2020, that I'd spent a lot of my life putting on a face for other people and not really figuring out like who I was and what I wanted. And I think it's really easy for people to do that. It's super simple for people to sort of put on their face and like just go about their day and not ever check in or take time to sort of ask themselves what they want. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I guess I relate to you, but on a whole different level, I guess. Um, simply because my parents are so religious and so so I guess my life was kind of planned out for me but not in the sense of money and it was more in the sense of like you're gonna be the super good Mormon girl that I raised you to be (laughs) and so now that I have 11 tattoos and all these piercings (laughs) they're crapping their pants like what are we gonna do with you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so funny so so I mean do you have do you have a good relationship with your with your parents um, I do when I don't live with them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess it, it kind of depends just because, uh, my dad has the exact same mindset of like all he's ever done his whole life was think about money and providing for the family. And as grateful as I am and as great as I think that is, he is definitely one of those people that never stopped to ask himself, what do I want? Like he doesn't have hobbies. He doesn't really have friends. Um, yeah, and he's so, got work and family. Yes. Yeah. That's basically it. And so he tries to project a lot of that onto me of like, well, what are you going to do next? Like, like what happens when you're kicked off my insurance and your health goes south? And I mean, that's and 27 so, years old. I think you got some time. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so he tries to project some of that onto me and, I mean, it's um, totally understandable. Number yeah. one, that's pragmatic to look at things that way. And number two, like he's your father. What else is, you know, yeah. he's got no, no choice but to worry about you and like whether yeah. you're going to be okay. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's parenting one-on-one. Totally. I just definitely don't want to end up in a situation. I've, I've thought about that a lot about, you know, that's why I went to school for art is because I knew, again, I didn't want to be some business major that just went through the motions for four years and then was like, well, shit, I'm just going to go get some corporate job and, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, when you so. when you look at, like, your future, do you have in your mind uh, a metric or a manner in which you'll be able to measure success? Um, kind of. Uh, I view success as being surrounded by people that uh are not there for any type of gain i guess um i i i've i've met so many people over the past three years being in school that have uh you know not really been the type of people that want to stick around uh just because we're friends or because we care about each other. It's like, there's gotta be something. And that benefit. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess in a way I measure success by, you know, the type of people that I have around me. And I guess my added toward my, <laughs> my added toward my attitude towards my current situation. Um, so I guess in terms of money, yes, money's important, but ultimately like I want to be happy with my situation. 
I love that. I think that's like a very, very important context for life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I never, I actually, like, when I was your age, I never even considered worrying about who the people were in my life. I was just like totally oblivious to it. That's, I think that's a really important context. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that. Like, that's, uh, that's a good mind frame, uh, mindset to have because, like, there are a lot of people in this world who uh, will selfishly attach people, you know, attach themselves to people for reasons because they will benefit them in the long run. And I think that's like a shitty byproduct of like just not great people. And uh, yeah, I, I give you credit for that. I think that's a really positive sort of outlook for uh, just a baby. Just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was your age, I was like a just a mess of a human being right i just was like fucking going through life really with no consequences on my brain at all um i'm super curious if you like look at like anything that's transpired over say like the last four or five years of your life and have regrets and then when you look at those regrets how you sort of like negate them or or, like work through them i have no regrets oh i I think i i think i may have said this once before to you but i I just have, uh, I have three older brothers, one younger. And so I've seen them make many, many, many mistakes. And I've seen the heartache that comes with dwelling on it and regretting it. Um, and so I kind of decided like a couple years ago, I don't know when that it, it's not worth it to me to sit around thinking about it and wishing like, I wish I would have done this differently or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of have no regrets because every, every single decision that I've ever made has gotten me to right now, like this very second. And so love that. Even if, even if it wasn't a great decision and I have plenty of bad ones, but, um, even if it wasn't that great, like, I still have the opportunity to move forward and learn from it and look at that decision and be like, okay, so we're just not going to do that again. Um, Love that. And yeah. What's, so your I try big, not to. what's your biggest fear? Uh, damn, my biggest fear. Uh, just in terms of life in general, like yeah. we're like spiders, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know, because I guess I've got some, like, irrational ones. Uh, okay, actually, I, I do have a biggest fear. My biggest fear is walking into a doctor's office, and they're like, surprise, you've had this super rare cancer for, like, years that no one could find, and you're going to die in a month. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, I So, I guess, like, the 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 main reason to that fear is just that like I won't have enough time to enjoy life the way that I want to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a totally rational fear. Um, my only fear in life is dying, and I don't necessarily know whether you know what whether it's thirty six years on Earth or whether it's ninety six years on Earth. I don't necessarily know that any amount of time will suffice for me. Like I will always have wanted more, right? Whether it's a fat hundred or like a skinny 30, right? Like that's at the end of the day, like 
you know, people joke about like commodities in life, right? Like trading money and oil and fucking all those things that are commodities, right? But the true only commodity that we have in life is time. And it's the only one that you can't really quantify because when you have a lot of it, things are good. When you don't have a lot of it, you have no route, no, no space to be sad about it because your time's up. So yeah, from a, I, from a, a, a rationality perspective, I think that's a, a very fair fear to have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, my health, like as much as I want to be positive about it, I always have some crazy thought in the back of my head of like, this is it. This is the day that I go to the doctor and they're going to tell me that I'm dying in a week. <laughs> to make you to make you feel better, even like people who aren't sick have the same mindset. It's I forget what it's called, but like the man's irrational fear or whatever is ultimately always that they're going to die at a young age. It's some it's a internal biological thing that is like back to fight or flight sort of situations and like about legit like reproducing. It's like legit something in our brain chemistry that people will always think they're going to die young, whether they're in perfect health or whether they have health problems, because that's your body trying to tell you to like procreate, which is fucking insane, but it's like an actual legit thing. It's a real thing. I did not make that up. Even, even though this is the wrong advice podcast, that is a true story. (laughs) Facts. Um, are you happy? Um, I think that's a super loaded question. <laughs> so give me a really super loaded answer. Uh, I, man, I would say that I'm content. Mm-hmm. Um, I like don't have anything super wrong with my life that, uh, is in my control at least mm-hmm. uh, that I can fix. Um, so, and I think I'm also just at this point of trying to figure out like what that even really means, because I think there are so many different definitions to happy, mm-hmm. to being happy. Um, like again, some people measure it by money or a house or people or whatever. And it's like, I'm currently sitting in my tiny little college apartment with my cat and I'm content. I'm, 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 uh, Some may say that could be construed as happiness. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like to spend the last bit of every podcast doing sort of like a rapid Q and a, um, some of them are super easy. Some of them are a little bit more in depth. But my first question for you is, what is your favorite book? Or books? Read. You can't Uh, can't read or you don't read? Because you broke up at that point and I just think it'd be really (laughs) funny if you're like, I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went through all of college and I can't read. Uh, No, I just don't read. I'm I'm not a book lover. So you don't have any single book? Nothing? Not really. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Interstellar. Oh, me too. I think we talked about this in a Twitter space. Yeah. One of my favorite. Yeah. I watch it like legit once a month or maybe more because it's my favorite. It's so good, dude. It just hurts my brain, but in such a good way. You know? I, I agree. It's so good. What's your favorite food? Heavenly chicken. My mom makes it. What is that? It's some 
chicken concoction that she throws in a crock pot and then puts it on top of rice. I have no idea what's in it, though. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to steal that one. Um, yeah. Do you believe in an afterlife? Uh, I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. No idea. What are you most proud of? Um, Getting my degree. What gives you confidence? Shit. Uh, <laughs> good question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'll just say my photography. Sure. Okay. Do you mean that? It I don't just have a better... felt like a cop-out answer, but that's fine. We'll let it slide. <laughs> What's your biggest dream? Ooh. Uh, to have a shit ton of cats. Okay. It's not my dream, but that's fair. <laughs> when, when, when one says a shit ton of cats, can you, like, quantify that for us? Like... A dozen? Uh, uh, maybe that's a bit much. Maybe, like... Seven or eight. That is a shit ton of cats. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm with you on that. I just want to be a crazy cat lady, man. <laughs> well, bar's low for that, right? Cats are like cheap, right? I've never yeah. bought a cat, but like, yeah. I had a weird cat treat last night. I wonder if that means something. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. It's super funny that I just thought of it too because I was like, I had some fucked up. I mean, obviously, I was shit faced last night. Um, <laughs> you were aware of this, as is all of Twitter. Um, <laughs> but uh, I had some weird fucking dreams last night. Real weird. Yeah. They were all over the place. I don't know. I, I find dreams like super interesting in like what the potential subconscious context are, is, of, is, am, are, was of them. So, yeah. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice someone's ever given you? Oh, um, my dad told me, uh, which is funny because it originally came from my brother, but my dad told me this. Um, he said, you know, uh, there are certain like situations in life where you have to figure it out the hard way. And it's like, uh, you'll get the answer eventually. You just haven't had enough life experience yet. Mm. So. I kind of take that as like, like, don't totally freak out. Like, you'll get it one day. You'll know why this happened one day. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, like, the benefit of hindsight in life can't really be underestimated. Yeah, totally. Give me a recommendation. Last question. Give me a recommendation of something that you have recently consumed. It could be a book, although it won't be, a podcast, a movie, or a TV show, just something that you have recently watched, consumed, listened to, etc. that you want everyone to check out. Oh. Uh, actually, I was just talking about this in a Twitter space yesterday. Um, this photography, uh, David Hockney. Oh, yeah. So he's a, a painter Yes. But, um, and he does joiners and, and all that jazz. And I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more people exploring and, and getting all fartsy crafts with their, uh, with their, with their yeah. That's cool. 
Mine, yeah. mine is Peaky Blinders, and I keep plugging it, but it's really the best show. And I, and I feel like a lot of people don't watch it. It is the best show. I've been meaning to watch it, actually. I need to get on that. Definitely do it. Um, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I care about you tremendously as a human being. You're just like one of my new favorite people. Um, I have a very cheesy line. If you've been on my podcast, you're part of my family. So welcome. I am um, very, very appreciative that you took the time out to chat with me today and hope you have a great rest of your day. Of course. You too. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Take care. Okay, bye.